But it was about this guy who found a giant robot. And it had flames painted on it, and he would drive oh. it like a car. He oh, looked like uh, Guy yeah. Fieri. <laughs> yeah, on Cartoon Network. Yeah, um, Guy Fieri in a, a Transformer. <laughs> and it was like rock. Yeah. It was kind of rock based, dude. What was that show called? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it was called. I have to look it up. It but anyway, matter what your name is. <laughs> so I was big into like Transformers. Hello there, internet world. It is your boy, Bradston. Yes, the man. And welcome to another episode of Super Agile Bros. You already know what it is. Uh, I'm just going to introduce the, the fellas first before we get into what today's topic is about. Yo, what's happening, Kyle? How are you doing, sir? What's up, man? Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here today. Good, good. So, as you heard, we got the boy Kyle in the building. And... We got a special guest. Well, I don't know if he's special, but he special. will be special in a few days. Uh, mm. The boy, Steve, he uh, he may not be the same Steve the next time we speak with him. But uh, Steve, tell the people hello. The last time you'll tell them hello before you're uh, not the Steve that you are today. Is this thing on? No, hello. <laughs> what Every- World Everybody, everyone can just enjoy that little uh, tidbit. This is my gift to you as a single Steve. Single you may call Steve. me single Steve. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know what I just heard, but <laughs> I think I'm about to go back and <laughs> happened. No, you have was, to leave it in. That was uh, that was problematic. So um, cool. I have no like, idea what it sounded in like. His oh, weird <laughs> or something. It sounded terrible. Oh, yeah. it sounded so bad. Uh, I was so. manhandling the the mic i'm sorry oh it it sounded like yes maybe don't strangle your mic yeah next time yeah well what really happened was the mic was in the wrong spot and i realized after we started and i was like how can i move the mic without taking away from the you know like the professionalism of the (laughs) podcast and i was like well i probably can't so let me just you know run full full tilt embrace Mm. the sound yeah yeah successfully mission failed <laughs> yeah i'm gonna just insert in there audio deleted <laughs> like like that was, that was that was wild um so anyway for our, our, our listeners you know um today's gonna be an interesting topic so you know us boys here we're all about uh well us bros here are all about uh mm-hmm. the internets the video games uh media and culture uh the nerd culture so today Only- i, I nerd culture only nerd culture so uh yeah because the rest of culture doesn't matter like who who cares about you know culture of you know other cultures that actually are cultures you know what i'm saying like i consider they're not nerds exactly who needs what's cultured what good is it yeah it's like who who cares about what languages were spoken in the past or history or stuff like that those aliens we talked about that few episodes ago (laughs) they were nerds exactly Definitely. If you're an alien and you're traveling, you have to be a nerd. So anyway, um, today we're going to be talking about media in general. So uh, particularly, we're going to be talking about like the, all the different type of medias and kind of where we are in the landscape nowadays. So we're going to talk about cable. We're going to talk about, you know, what is like our movie theaters dead, maybe alive. What about streaming, live streaming? Would you say upload a content? Huh? Would you say it's more accurate to say we're talking about entertainment media, not just media in general? Because that's like a lot of stuff well i mean 
I think even if I said entertainment, there's all kind of entertainments like books and, you know, sports. And so we'll just say we're talking about the things that we watch (laughs) today. How about that? Um, To make it make it real easy. Uh, (laughs) So so I guess got an intro question for you guys. Um, I guess we'll start with Kyle. So Kyle, I hope you're ready for your answer. So let me ask you guys, like, what is the main means or the main media type? that you consume for, for watching. So when I, when I, when I ask that question, I mean, do you watch mostly cable TV, video streaming, like Netflix and Hulu? Do you watch user created content like YouTube, Vimeo, you know, all that, or like live streaming stuff like Twitch and YouTube, you know? Um, so yeah. So Kyle, like what, what would you say is your primary, uh, medium in which you watch media? My primary medium favorite by far, Standing at my window with a pair of binoculars. Not I'm just kidding. Mm, mm. <laughs> have Have you seen Have you seen um, uh, Crude's Two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the TV was just a window. Just a, a window. Just Just that fire. But anyway, what continue. a crude gag. Inside, That's how you know you live in that that good life, man. When the trees outside move, so the birds can be sitting out there one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, L- literally inside jokes. Watching. <laughs> the outside. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, so anyway, uh, so Kyle, so yeah, so it would have to be hands down YouTube. Like, okay, no matter what I'm doing, any time of the day, YouTube is usually playing in the background to some degree. Whether it's I'm listening to music or watching somebody doing a review of something, YouTube is hands down what I watch the most. Okay, why, why do you why do you feel like YouTube? Like, why YouTube? You know, I think it's just because there's so much variety on YouTube, in my opinion, and um, I kind of mm-hmm. like the the fact that it is user generated. So a lot of times you have an idea of what to expect, but you know, there's usually some sort of nuance to it that I haven't really gleaned from, like watching a, a series on Hulu or you know watching a movie on Disney plus, like I kind of go the, go to those for specific high quality quote unquote entertainment Mm. while YouTube just feels like more day to day to me. And so, you know, whatever I'm feeling, I feel like I could just find that on YouTube and just vibe. Interesting. Interesting. And do you pay for YouTube premium? So you don't have ads? No, I just, uh, I have an ad blocker on Firefox. Okay. Uh oh, sold himself out. YouTube about to send him a message. Like, better turn that <laughs> off, fool. We coming for you. <laughs> I don't even care. Well, okay. I mean, we'll I see. guess YouTube blocker. I don't. I don't. I wonder what the legality of a YouTube blocker is. Of it seems like if it was bad, YouTube would have done something. Because a lot of websites, like if they see a blocker, they're like, "You're done." Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean it's illegal. That just means they're not willing to. Well, it's against maybe the terms of service, you know, like if you're going to use sure. this, you know, who knows? So anyway, that's a whole nother sketch. So what about you, Steve Glass? <laughs> what, what's your... Uh... Single Steve today. Single Steve. Or maybe it should be unmarried Steve, because single kind of means like single. No, single. you said single. It's too late. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, that's all good. Um... I think by if you just go by like the number of things that I've watched, it's far and away YouTube. I watch so many YouTube videos throughout in a given day. Uh, I kind of have YouTube as like a 
if I'm waiting for something like for code to compile or something to roll out, I'm watching YouTube. Um, if I'm just taking a break, I'm watching YouTube. Um, if I need really, really need to like focus and not be kind of floating around for a work day, I have to block YouTube. That's, that's, that's the mm-hmm. thing I block. Um, but if we go by like the amount of time, it might be, I would say like Netflix street, well, streaming. So Netflix, Funimation, Crunchyroll. Uh, yeah. So like I watch Star Trek every day with lunch, uh, watch various anime throughout the week. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's interesting. No cable. That's interesting. So do you guys feel like, and, and yeah, of course I answer this question, but since you both said YouTube, do you feel like YouTube is the like the replacement for silence now in your life? You know, like <laughs> like <laughs> just just being real, like you know how like I don't know if you guys ever go anywhere. Like I'm a people watcher, right? So if I stand around and I'm in a line at a store, I just kinda watch what people do. And most of the time people pull their phones out. Mm-hmm. And they normally just get on some type of social media. You know, YouTube might be hard because it's like you got to listen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like people are on social media. So when you're like around, like in a space where you can listen to YouTube, do you feel like YouTube is the like, hey, like, because what else would I do right now? Or do you feel like it's active entertainment, you know, versus like just background noise, if that makes sense? Um. I guess it's kind of in between. So for me, it's not always background noise. Although recently I have been like finding channels that are mostly audio. I just, I try to have them playing while I'm doing something else. Um, so I don't have to like watch, but, uh, I don't want to call it background noise because usually when I sit down, it's quiet. I just want to watch something. I am paying attention. However, I don't usually go into it with the intent to watch something specific or out of a specific curiosity or anything. I just scroll until I find something that seems to not take up too much time mm-hmm. and to be vaguely interesting, you know, yeah. and there, I might go down a hole. I might just go surfing where like, it's just random stuff. You know how YouTube is. Yeah. Yeah. It's quick to, it's a slippery. Yeah. Like one video you go there for one video and you try to find a short one and then an hour mm-hmm. passes. <laughs> yeah. I always love when I don't do that. Cause I feel like I have more time mm-hmm. and I've been trying to practice. Uh, uh, I guess it's not, not necessarily medica- meditation, but just kind of like spiritual, like quietness with God kind of stuff. And that's, that's the biggest, <laughs> the biggest uh, obstacle for me is, yeah. YouTube, probably. Interesting. That no, that's real. What about you, Kyle? Like, is it similar to Steve in that way? Yeah, I'd I'd say so. Um, I I tend to listen to a lot of channels where it's 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 weird because I I don't necessarily tend to be a person who likes podcasts, ironically, but a lot of the YouTube videos I watch are at their core kind of like pod, podcasts because I, I watch a lot of art. YouTube videos. And so it's somebody explaining a technique or, mm. you know, some theory behind the art they're making, explaining anatomy or something. But it's accompanied with them drawing it. And so that's like what I guess brings to the next level for me. I like got time lapse of some sort. And so, like, a lot of times I listen to YouTube f- to learn something, as well as if it's like one or two people 
then I guess it it seems like I'm not by myself. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, so just having another voice, that's a familiar voice because, you know, people I subscribe to is kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, they, they become your friends. They become yes. your family. It's funny you talk about learning stuff because I actually do have a lot of time where I do seek out stuff I'm learning. So, like, I do a lot of research for shopping or something on YouTube or, like, a new topic I want to learn about on YouTube. Um, so, for example, I've been I've been I, I have short obsess short obsessions, and right now one of my obsessions is is watches, and I've just been like going on YouTube and like looking up watch reviews and listening to people talk about watches and like oh what are these wrist cool watches watch wrist watches yeah hmm. I like Wait. dug out oh my you thought you meant watch. wall watch Wait what other watch would there be uh, yeah. Uh, Leg watch? <laughs> what are you talking about, Kyle? I don't know. I would just uh, pocket watches. Sure. Pocket watches. He's like, I'm really into pocket watches right now. No, Maybe I'm not a dweeb. <laughs> I'm a nerd, not a dweeb. Up um, for debate. As I, I, I currently have like a pocket watch behind me on the table, so ah, uh, there you have it, dweeb. But yeah, I, I do a lot of like I, I find a lot of interesting stuff that like I feel like I learn something after I watch it. And there's some channels that are really good for that that I subscribe to. In a nutshell, Smarter Every Day, uh, various computing and mathematical uh, channels that have cool, cool little learning videos. It's good stuff. Interesting. It's like the Discovery Channel. <laughs> YouTube, yeah, like YouTube gives basically gives you uh, access to. You know, it's like of course YouTube is entertainment, right? Like. At the if you think about it at the core of it right like you don't necessarily go on there to watch boring things right you're like man i'm really looking forward to learning about you know some esoteric you know boring boring professor talking about some really unimportant thing you know like you go on there c-span of youtube yeah like c-span you're not interested but you might go on there if you're <laughs> interested in the topic right because you yeah. want to learn about it and it's an engaging format so so I want to come back to YouTube because you guys have some questions, particularly about some things that have happened recently with YouTube removing the dislike button and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah. But um, like for Did me, you say what your favorite media was? Yeah, I was, yeah, not yet. I was just <laughs> just about to say. It. Yeah, I was, oh. I was gonna I was gonna say for me, um, it's uh, it's definitely streaming platforms. Actually, I would say that like YouTube, I've more recently started watching more um, because of us. I think so. Uh, <laughs> it's all also, your fault, Steve. I also just think it's just the stage of life that I'm in and kind of the work that I do now mm -hmm. kind of is a little bit different. So so, so I guess going back to like my main source of media is that I like to sit down and watch something. You know, like if I'm going to yeah. watch it, like I don't do passive watching Mm -hmm. very well you want to um, make a meal of it yeah especially when it comes to something that i want to entertain me so like i think there's like different orders of like uh attentiveness so like there's mm -hmm. the i'm gonna watch something like say the witcher on netflix like i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna like probably not interact with my phone too much i'm just gonna really yeah. just watch it i might look at my phone from time to time if something boring is happening or something i don't care about but like i'm invested 
Uh, same with movies, sci-fi movies, as bad as 90% of them are. And like, I'm there. <laughs> um, so to me, it's like, if I'm going to watch something, I feel like I need to be engaged. Then it, yeah. then, then there's the next level of like, I've already consumed this media before and I want to revisit it, but I don't need to give it a hundred percent of my attention. So most mm. of the time that's like a show that I'm watching and I'm doing something else. Like maybe I'm coding, working on some game development project, messing around with some thing that I want to learn, you know, something like that. Right. And then I guess below that would be like passive entertainment, which is where YouTube most of the time falls in for me, where like I'm doing something else that's kind of like I don't need like 100 percent of my attention on. Yeah. Like, say, working, washing the dishes, maybe working out, something like that. And I just want something to, like, engage the other side of my brain, whatever that means. All right, uh, sure. So, yeah. yeah so, so, yeah. So, so I'm going to challenge both of you because I feel like I watch a ton of YouTube. Therefore, when I find something funny or interesting, I send it to my friends or I post it on Facebook or whatever. I'm always sending YouTube links. Mm. However, I've noticed a lot of you you guys, a lot of what you post is like from TikTok or Instagram. So do you would you say that you also are on those websites a lot or is it just do I have a bad sample group? Uh, I would say that my interests are kind of the same on I'm not like a, a big social media person. So like the stuff that I am I experience on Facebook is a lot like my experience on YouTube because I subscribe, if you, if you call it that, or like the same pages with like similar content. And so mm-hmm. it just really depends on where I see it. That's where I share it from. Um, mm. So like sure. if I saw it on YouTube first, I would have shared it from there. But I mean, well, yeah, clearly I'm not saying you favor one over the other, but based on I'm assuming that where you see it is where you share from. And therefore, I assume that you must be, you know, uh, all over these sites because you share from those sites a lot. So it's interesting you say that because, like, I, I'm I'm not a big social media person either. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm never on Facebook, so like, you'll never <laughs> catch me there. So never a- anybody who knows me never reach out to me on Facebook because I'll never respond. Um, but just to let you know, he'll delete your message. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like primarily like social media, quote unquote, that I use at this point is like Instagram, Reddit and Twitter because it's kind of my my job now. But um, I think, you know, it's funny in the past past, like way back in the day, like YouTube t- circa 2006, mm-hmm. 2007, 2008, 2009, like that was essentially my social media because mm-hmm. videos back then tended to be pretty short like very short and like some random clip of a guy like who found you know a turtle in his toilet and man this turtle here is stupid you know like it was it was videos more like that and i think for me now instagram reddit twitter that's kind of where i get that content from that like real quick Mm -hmm. kind of sticky stuff that i can send to people you know And also, I think with the rise, well, with the popularity of memes, because memes have been around forever. Like, right. I used, to, I used to, I have so many memes, it's crazy. But anyway, um, like, that's kind of my content of, like, 
oh, I need something stupid to do for the next hour, just brainless. So I think when you see that content coming from me, first of all, I'm not on TikTok. Let me just, let me just clarify that. If anything ever comes from TikTok for me, it's through Instagram because people just reshare TikToks on Instagram. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't. All I know is I get TikTok. You know what? Maybe it's not you two that are sending me TikToks. It might be other people. I know I'm getting TikToks that I have to open and <laughs> it's a trash experience on desktop. It's yeah, rough. It's I. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe one day I'll use TikTok, but I, I'm just not nah. super enthralled Just, just don't. It. <laughs> yeah stop yeah. that yeah yeah I just, I just feel like social media for me has always been just like i'm just trying to get piecemeal like way back in the day i felt like i watched more youtube because there was more video uh websites like i used to watch vimeo there's this mm-hmm. weird site that only like it was like a christian or faith-based site that only showed funny and cute videos but it was what? random. It was I think it was called like random video something or something. And it was just I would watch that f- for hours and hours. And most of the <laughs> videos were like a minute or two. And if you go to my old Facebook, that's 90% of where I posted videos from was that site because it was just Yeah, so I and and so I think, you know, when YouTube kind of changed format, I kind of switched and went to different formats if that makes sense. Yeah, because YouTube, they recently made like the transition towards like promoting longer videos. So mm-hmm. if you have an affinity towards shorter ones, that would make sense that you would go to Twitter, especially because that's their whole thing is that, you know, quick information as digestible as possible. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm- if you've ever gotten a, a link, just to put it out there, from me for Instagram, Twitter or TikTok, it's because it was linked on Facebook. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do any of those. That's what I was wondering. I was like, maybe someone else sent that to you and you're just passing it along. That happens to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've passed on at least one TikTok to somebody, I'm sure. Yeah. I can definitely see that in Facebook because Facebook at least retains the original like place that it came from. Like People are mm-hmm. so terrible i would say on instagram i i, I kind of have like curtailed my use of instagram like uh, for many reasons but mostly it's people just resharing tweets like and mm-hmm. like tiktoks and you know periodically yeah an original instagram content but normally it seems like they're synonymous now like if you post something on tiktok you post it on instagram and vice versa mm-hmm. if it's not if it's video content if it's video content facebook's pretty bad too i don't I don't know what your experience is, but I've seen a lot of like bad ripping where people just go on YouTube and they find a cool video and they take part of it and it's gone now. Now it's on uh, Facebook. And God bless, Facebook probably has the worst video uh-huh, player like oh interface I've seen. Oh, it's horrible. It, and it doesn't matter what's what platform you're on. It's bad everywhere. everywhere. And it's bad in different ways. <laughs> yeah it's not even consistent it's completely bad. inconsistent how many times have i played a video and then had to tap it again to turn sound on yeah and then i tap it to pause it but instead of pausing it opens the video in a new tab with a right. stupid player and then keeps playing but it starts over and it's like this isn't this is exactly the opposite of what i wanted <laughs> i wanted to pause it maybe to read the screen or like to show it to somebody but instead you know God, just 
I get angry when people send me Facebook videos because I don't want to open them. It's very bad. I, I definitely have, have y'all ever been to a site? It's really old. It's called Ebombs World. Oh yeah, like, mm, way back in yeah. The day. Like Facebook E-bombs video World. reminds me of like Ebombs World because it's like, like it was like it just played videos, right? Like it was just like, hey, this was like the only place at the time, especially for like it was like the t- the land before YouTube. Like where mm-hmm. you would see funny videos and stuff like that. And I feel like Facebook has realized that they're more of a utility than a like thing that people use for entertainment. Because like think about like your water company. Like how mm-hmm. many water companies websites are like high quality? You know, None. like they don't have to be because they're like, you have to come here. You got to drink water. <laughs> you have to <laughs> yeah. pay your bill. So our portal is going to be as minimalistic, you know, as possible, Bro. you know, and I feel like YouTube, I mean, Facebook is kind of like, hey, like people don't come here for the videos. They come here for whatever other interactions. The videos are just a plus. So we're just like and they can complain, but they keep watching it. You know, like, why should I change it and make it better if they're going to keep watching this trash, you know, keep using it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know what I will say? For a long time, for the past like half a year, a year, Facebook on mobile has been getting worse and worse. Not the app, but the actual like mobile site. Because I don't use the app. I always use the mobile site because screw you, Facebook. Um, (laughs) But it's been getting worse and worse, like less functionality. Uh, And recently it got to the point where I can't even tag people unless I'm on desktop. But then this Mm. morning I tagged somebody for the first time in months. Oh, snap. Oh, incredible. It worked. Welcome yeah. to the year 2021. Seriously. Yeah, you know, you know, I feel like Facebook is exactly the issue with media in general. When, when I say media, I'm talking about the medium of watching things. Because, like, like none of us... Let, let me ask you this, you guys this. Do any of you guys have a cable subscription? Like DirecTV uh, or something? Uh, just cable. Like, like not any just cable. the... The basic yes. cable that you maybe get for free, but like you pay for cable, like so. Yes, Directv would be a satellite, isn't it? Yeah, that's but satellite. it's 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 synonymous with cable. Sure, it's the direct competitor, more or less, right? So yeah. you you have Directv. What about you, Kyle? No, I don't have Directv. Oh, you don't Kyle have Directv. He's an advocate for Directv. <laughs> no, no, Kyle said Directv. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> wait, wait, Kyle, do you have Directv? Uh, so no, I have Charter, and I did have their Sounds because good. they had the packages. So I had their cable six years ago was the last time I had cable. Right now, I do not have cable because it was horrible. So you don't have Charter. I have Charter for internet. Oh, okay. So you so you had cable because it was a bundled thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and similarly, I have cable because where i live which is the craziest experience i've ever had they actually pay for our internet like 100 must be nice uh tell them to pay more because your your wi-fi sounds rough right now (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) it's it's i mean i can pay for more you know um but i mean i don't really care and it doesn't really have have big of an issue for me and i stream every single day you know what i'm saying like I'm My man living on that hotel Wi-Fi. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's on that airplane Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can get up to 100, you know, uh, you know, maybe more. So, like, 
It's pretty good. Just megabytes or megabits? Ping. Man, I don't know the difference. I just know my internet's better than my internet that I had in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. That's for sure. And and I don't pay for it. But also, the thing is, we get cable through that. Uh, we have, Got I it. guess, Cox or whatever. So, Cox Internet and Cox Cable. And, like, we've periodically used it. Like, maybe to watch Shark Tank or The mm. Office or a random show when we don't feel like watching something on streaming. But, like, honestly, I think, like, the reason I brought it up is because, like, I think, like, cable TV is the definition to me of like when you're when you real when you didn't have any competition so you never had to really like do anything better and it wasn't until netflix came around and like mm. Redbox and stuff like that where like i feel like cable was like oh snap we got to do something you know yeah like and i feel like facebook is like that now it's like but they haven't done it yet whatever it is that oh snap they got to do they haven't done well, they started to do like uh, what is it, the pay per views and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that before or after Redbox? Pay per views have existed as long as I've been alive. I feel like, but pay per views a lot of times you had to have dish, you had to have a satellite, like you couldn't get it through cable. Oh, uh, okay, like, fair. It enough. wasn't mainstream, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like you had to know somebody who had uh, like boxing fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you had to know somebody who had satellite. In order to watch the pay per view, because like cable is like, what you gonna do? Like they have the <laughs> the one thing that cable has, and the reason why it's not dead is live sports. Mm, and that's yeah, it. right. Uh, and that's it. And and they've been smart enough to where they haven't fully let live sports go away, like the streaming platforms. What mm-hmm. they do is like it, you can stream it on Hulu or YouTube or Amazon or whatever, but you have to have a subscription. A lot yeah, of times to the cable mm-hmm. company, to the cable company, uh, or you have to pay some absorbent amount of money to get the package or something. In yeah, they make it difficult outside so, of having cable. So I do have cable, but it's against my wishes. Uh, when I moved in with the guys <laughs> I live with now, they had cable and they really wanted to keep it. And I was like, well, I have no reason for you not to have cable, but I'm never, ever going to touch it. And in fact, I went ahead and unplugged the cable box that was downstairs <laughs> where Ooh. I live. Because I'm like, I'm not going to use it. It's it's blocking a, an outlet. What a message <laughs> and you it's sent. Bl- and it's blocking an HDMI <laughs> port on the TV. He's literally just protesting like, <laughs> I refuse. No, I, was, I don't want it here. Not in my house. I mean, yeah. Puts the cable I, uh, box in the toilet. Actively <laughs> on it. <laughs> Yeah. So like, I don't care for it. I I recently watched a video. It's um, I forgot the YouTube channel. This guy he just well he just basically makes fun of like movies and and TV and stuff. And he did a whole episode about cable. Mm. And you know the joke that like oh all the it's like the Planeteers and it's like Netflix and Hulu and Disney mm-hmm. Plus and all our powers combined and then. It's Captain Planet, and it's like, you know, it's just as expensive as cable. It's not. <laughs> it's not as expensive as cable. Cable's bonkers. Yeah, it's you know, super he expensive. Was, he was going through, like, this bill, and it's, like, $30 just to breathe, basically, on top mm-hmm. of the package, and then $9 just to have the – or, no, it was $30 to have the remote, like, oh, to be able goodness. to have a remote. What? Yes. And then some other fee – that they just called it like a, 
Basically, it was a fee where they're like, oh, the TV providers praise their prices, so unfortunately, we have to pass it to you. Uh-huh. Oh, so a lie. Yeah, a lie. And he's like, why don't you just put it in the bundle like as part of the price? And the answer is because the price would be higher and people would realize this is a sham. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So he ended up paying like 180% of what he was expecting to pay every month. See, the thing is, the thing is, like, I promise you, the reason that your roommates and I know some of your roommates have cable is live sports. And in in that football, WWE, you know, wrestling, basketball, uh, basketball, because like those are. Um, what'd you say i said so they're stuck yeah because th- that's the only medium and, and that's why the cable industry still exists a hundred percent live sports it's a difference now i think and then there's some networks for example like espn cnn those p- people who kind of like since they have a lot of local versions of themselves you know like they it, it's easier for them to provide their content via you know cable networks because cable networks have a lot of local providers and stuff like that and and i think most of it is just simply number one they've been hemorrhaging users like people our age like okay. I, I genuinely like most people i know don't have cable you know what i'm saying like same they they have netflix or amazon or whatever um and the friends that I do have that have cable are sports, normally into sports. And yep. what cable providers have to do is what do they like to make up for the difference of loss is trick people, right? Like mm-hmm. take more money from what do you call them? Uh, the fishes, the whales, like the people yeah, yeah. who feel that they need cable and who also the type of person who has cable probably tends not to like overly pay attention to their cable bill. It's just what it is. Like, oh, no, yeah. I don't have cable. I have to pay this much. I guess that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just it's a, it's what you got to do to survive. They got to pay for infrastructure that they already made. And, you know, yeah. it's people I know that have cable. Yeah, it is because of sports. But then it's like all the bundles to inflate the price. They bundle stuff in there that these people never use. Mm-hmm. Like all right. these different. I guess semi subscriptions, like you have these special channels, which I guess come at a premium price, but there's like no way to opt out of those easily. <laughs> so it's just like yeah. lump it all in and you're Oh yeah. You know. One of the one of the extra bills, now that you mentioned that, it was like the D V R was mm-hmm. a, it was an extra subscription every month. But the D V R is built into the cable box. Like everybody has it. But again, you they make it extra it. on the side. Snap. It's, it's like Tesla, like you can have uh, the crazy motor, whatever it's called. It's like in every what? Tesla, but you have to pay to unlock that <laughs> that part Paid of it. So DLC. like every Tesla has like the, the best version of Tesla, like software to hardware connections or whatever. <laughs> but you have to pay to get access to that part of the Tesla in order to use it, which is so technically at any time you could upgrade your Tesla. <laughs> well, yeah, but they also sell the Teslas at that price. And they say, well, if you don't want to pay it now, you could do this later. But here's what it would cost you. Like, they don't trick you. It's, it really is, like, the best of both worlds. Well, well, I'm just saying, I was just making the note that, like, like in a Tesla, you have more capabilities, but you don't have access to them unless you pay for them. And it's similar to, like, sure. you know, the cable box. Like, oh, it has all these capabilities, but you can't unlock it unless you pay more, you know. Um, there was a game that did something similar. I think it was Street Fighter Four, 
like right before DLC was where it was to where you could, you know, have these huge character pack downloads and stuff. Like they shipped the game with all the characters on the disc, hmm. but they hmm. were locked behind a code or something that you had to pay for. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, that I know- doesn't. Yeah, go ahead. That doesn't really strike me the same because with Tesla, they're building a car, or yeah, they're building the car, and it has the features, but it's software locked. But this is like, well, they built the feature, whether they put it on the disc or not, kind of doesn't matter, right? No, it's software locked. It's software locked. It's it's the same with Soul Calibur had the same thing when they did. uh, I think it was Soul Calibur four or five, whatever one had Yoda and Darth Vader. Oh yeah, Um, on and it was uh, platform specific. If you had three sixty, you got Yoda. If you had the PlayStation, you got Darth Vader. Well find out if you look at the code they're both in there like you can get you can technically they're both in there but they're software locked or i guess you could say connected to your hardware where they're basically like oh if you're a playstation we run this part of code and if you're xbox we run this part of code but technically it's both all that data is on the disc you just can't get yeah. access to no it. i get what you're saying i'm just saying like to me that doesn't matter if, if it's deal well the the console thing is kind of weird but as far as like dlc that's going to come out later but just not unlocked yet i'm like i don't care if it's on the disc when i buy the disc i'm a little more miffed that it was ready to go and they didn't include it in the game that's like even if it wasn't on the disc if it was ready to go i'd be like no i want this to be part of the game the fact that it came on the disc means nothing to me so the argument was kind of twofold i think yeah there was a party that said, you know, since it's already on the disc, we should already have access. Anything to come should be completely new. But then also, it wasn't like a... Like, it was weird how they handled it. And that's why it was so bad. Like, it, they weren't treating it like it was down the line type of stuff. It was just like, we know it's there. You know it's there. We gave it to you. It's in your hands. But you can't have it unless you give us more money type of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's, it's more of a, the cable route of like you need this type of subscription to get access to these features versus yeah. like DLC. Because this is like you were saying, Kyle, this was prior to DLC's prevalency in the gaming mm-hmm. industry and, prevalence. you know, prevalence. And, and in many ways, it was just like like people were trying new things to see how they could get yeah. money out of the customers. So it, see, how, see how scummy they could be. Yeah, man, you got to get that money. You know, it's interesting, like. So, like, coming back to, like, the YouTubes, like, because to me, Cable, so I'll say this, Cable has innovated recently, because even using Cox now, like, because of my TV, there's, like, no, Spectrum, we have Spectrum, there's a Spectrum app, and you can view what shows are playing on your TV, even if you're not actively using the Spectrum, like, like, say you have five usb i'm sorry usb hdmi ports right and you're playing your you know playstation 5 and you press your tv controller you can look at the spectrum app that's on your tv and it'll show you what's happening live on spectrum and then you can switch to that channel automatically and you can see where it is progress wise in that show or what's kind of nice so yeah, so they've definitely innovated. I think that, you know, the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazon Prime of the world like forced, you know, cable companies to adapt. Um so that that's a good thing. But um what what I was going to mention is that how do you guys feel about like 
the same prop. Okay. So like YouTube is awesome. But one of the biggest problems is that YouTube almost has too much content, right? Like the quality mm. bar is like you have to trust the algorithm, right? To give you mm. the content that's interesting to you, right? Yeah. Now, something like Netflix or Hulu, now that they've grown in, you know, their popularity and their possibility of making money, it's like they have more content and it's harder to tell what's good and bad. Do you guys ever experience that? Like you go on Netflix or Hulu or whatever and you're like, oh, I want to watch something, but you don't know what's good or bad. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, a, a, a my ass. Yeah, it's this, there's so much. And I feel like it's. The, I feel like the algorithm has a very hard time pinning down what I want to watch in a moment. It really just feels like a bad or like a very simple, like, oh, you just watched this. Here's four videos from that channel. Here's four videos from that subject matter. Here's the same video you watched two weeks ago. <laughs> um, seriously, I get repeats all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. It doesn't understand. Because sometimes I want to watch a video again. And this is Because YouTube? I watched it f- on YouTube, sure. Sometimes I want to watch a video again because I watched it five years ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was funny. Or just because it's so good, I want to watch it twice in a row. But that doesn't mean that I want to watch every video I've ever seen the next week. <laughs> sure you Sorry. do. Sorry. That's not really the answer to your question. But <laughs> I've just been thinking about it all day. Like, Why is the homepage so bad? It is bad sometimes. But I remember having a similar experience when I did have Netflix. Um Mainly when I guess Netflix really started sinking money into producing their own mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Netflix originals. To me, that's when the quality really just became com- like there's no pulse anymore as far as where the quality is going to be as soon yeah. as it comes out. And yeah. like you said, there's just so much now because they have. Like, I-, I heard that they were in the red, but I guess they have infinite money to put into these shows. The red is just their logo color. Um. <laughs> We're always in the red. <laughs> yeah, always in the red. <laughs> I, I mean, from what I understood, at least from in the past, Netflix has been operating off a loss for like years. Like, yeah. but somehow they're still making money. I don't understand these things. You don't ask me. But um, I've never heard that before. But yeah, I find it hard to believe. Yeah, like they they don't they net year to year. They're paying more money to license things you know, shows and stuff, because on the back end, what they're trying to do is get the subscriber count up high so that they can start to let go of the, you know, the shows like uh, The Office, which they've done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the bigger shows that brought people to the platform, but now they're here. So like you'll probably notice a lot of shows that used to be there that are really popular aren't there anymore because the licensing fee is higher. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But, um, you know, I I was going to actually echo exactly what you said cal about netflix originals i remember when netflix originals actually meant that there's a very good chance that this piece of content is high quality mm-hmm. like anything that popped out that was netflix original when they first started coming out was like yo this is like a this is a banger like you know it was like the marvel <laughs> shows it was like random small movies you know what stranger I'm things was stranger really things incredible. yeah that was, yeah. yeah yeah i will say the opposite was true for anime the <laughs> original anime was so bad. It's garbage. Are you sure and about that? Nice, now it's nice still of Sidonia. Nice of Sidonia Dude, is that fire. You, you know what blows my mind? <laughs> After we talked about Knights of Sidonia a few episodes ago, I, I went on YouTube and I was looking up stuff about it. And I was like, surely there are other people who are complaining about Knights of Sidonia. 
People love it. Everyone loves it. I don't understand. It's so like <laughs> obviously bad. Maybe that's well, why. Well, well, here's the thing. I think per, like from what I figured out that the Netflix anime community, because I have realized there is a different community, oh. is mm. different than the community that you are a part of, Steve. I'm also part of it, but I'm just saying this as like using music. What do you mean, you people? You people. <laughs> <laughs> like Crunchyroll type of anime person, Netflix type of anime person. Like, think mm. about that for a second. The Netflix type of anime person is like, oh, I found the first anime I ever saw was Knights of Sidonia, right? Mm. Or something like that. And then maybe other stuff is filtered in, you know, like, uh, you know, Full Metal Alchemist or Parasite, Ajin. Well, that's a Netflix original, you know, stuff like that. So like, oh, they get to see quality stuff, but their their bar started with like this kind of weird, especially the 3D stuff, like Oof. was kind of like that middle tier. But you're kind of used to like going out of your way to find quality anime and like mm. watching the subs and knowing the difference between subs and dubs. But like, I think that it's kind of like where you got introduced to it is where you set your, you know, your like... Like, for example, UFC is the most popular MMA, um, but a lot of people got introduced to it through some lower level. So, like, if you start at UFC, when you look at the lower level stuff, you're like, man, I can't believe people watch this. You know, you might think like that if you're not a big MMA fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. That makes sense. Well, I'll give it. I'll give you that. Maybe it's just the YouTube or it's just the uh, the Netflix anime folks, but. I was still surprised that I couldn't find people just dogging on this. It seems so easily doggable. <laughs> you could be the first, um, Steve. I could be the first. Also, isn't Nice uh, and Donia kind of a weird harem uh, fan service type? It's not fan service. It's more harem. And, yeah, and people it's... like harem animes, so... But people also deride harem enemies. Like there are people out there who should be complaining about this. I just don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's kind of similar to you know, and and I I very much don't even want to invoke this name, but I'm just gonna say it because it's just say it. contextual. It's yeah. like the Twitch like wo- girl with the you know showing all her cleavage and stuff like that, and the OnlyFans and the instagram models like like people will <laughs> do talk bad about that content mm. but somehow that industry is thriving Ooh. you know yeah. what i'm saying well sure but that that isn't what surprises me i just don't hear people talking bad about the content that's what surprises me really mm. i don't yeah. know I, I, I guess maybe I've, i need to look harder <laughs> yeah i guess i've never like looked on knights of zedonia but you know the fact that I never hear anybody talking about it in the anime community at large tells me enough. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I expect. I thought everyone was on the same page. <laughs> well, maybe that's the fact. That the fact, like, how the animated community works is that, like, if it's not talked about, then it's considered to not be good, right? Like, because mm, there's... It's not controversial oh, enough to get talked about. Exactly. There's so much everyone anime agrees. now. Like, there's so much. It's kind of like, I'm not going to waste my time unless it's garbage, garbage. Like, like... Well, I mean, we watched two seasons of Nice of Zedonia. That means that it was passable. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. You and you know what? I, I was watching these people crow about it, and I'm like, you know, the music was pretty good, and the uh, the art design was really terrible, but <laughs> the articulation was sometimes, like, the, the space battles was, was mm-hmm. fair. 
So maybe yeah. it just it can't have any redeeming qualities if it's gonna truly be bad enough to just dog on yeah. it. You know, you know. Speaking of anime, and, and just now that you say that, like, let me ask you this, guy. Like, do you guys know of an anime that's in the community in general at large that is talked about really badly? Because now that I think about it, I really can't think of an anime that people dog a lot. Berserk. That they dog. I've. I mean, three D. The three D Berserk. Oh, like the the. Uh, what, uh, where, where is that? I don't even know where that is. What's that on? Mm. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was on Netflix. Which <laughs> so there's the old there's the old Berserk anime that like loved. ended, and it was really good. Everyone loved it. And then I want to say five or ten years ago they had a 3D version of it, and yeah, I mean maybe it's maybe it's not the anime community at large. It might just be Berserk fans, mm. but that is mm. widely panned. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. I got to look it, this it up. It deserves it. Yeah, I don't think I've it kind of has it, it kind of has the same art style as like the first JoJo season, oh. but really ugly and not well not well done at all. Like it's <laughs> it's uh they tried their man. best. Did they? Mm, mm. they? They don't tell me. They that. got paid for it. That's all that matters. Really. Yeah, money was exchanged for sure. <laughs> Computers like electrons flowed in a computer somewhere. <laughs> Somebody's bank account changed the number. It changed. <laughs> <laughs> Went down. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, I would. That's yeah. probably one of the ones. Yeah. Can you think of any Kyle? Because no, uh, I don't think I know enough to even be able to though. I think I think what it is is that like, like I, sword art online. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like anime is one of those things where everything is debatable in a sense. Like, yeah. like people will say that something is not good, but they'll yeah. also be like, "Well, they have really good art design, like you said, or they have a really good character, or you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying." Like, there's always some redeemable quality, and maybe that's just because of how the anime community works. There's a lot of like subsections within anime, like. Oh, there's people who love the romance ones, and there's people who love the harem ones, and there's people who love like the band of friend cast, you know, like the yeah, and they're willing to look past other things exactly, you know. And so there's always like a um, what do you call it? A market for that. You know what anime I do? What? What's the one? The one that you were telling me about, uh, Steve? I think it was the one like the that was voice. <laughs> which one <laughs> i said heroic age first of all heroic age is a achievement of mankind yeah. <laughs> it's not bad at all no it's that one that was like voiced by like i think black people or it was like a black oh kinda... cannon busters yeah i think that's one of those enemies that wasn't is like we were talking about. Nobody talked about it. It's like oh cannon busters is coming out and i never heard another thing about it yeah i watched all of it, it you know yeah <laughs> it wasn't like terrible like there, there was nothing, there was really nothing that stood out to me as like subpar it just there's something about it was missing it just didn't mm. work mm. i hope another one comes out i'll definitely watch it just to see how it goes interesting interesting so with these and, with these bad animes like you you guys are talking about how you're watching them like is is there a limit i guess like if it's really bad will you just stop watching it or yeah yeah there is. yeah but, well, here's the thing. It depends on depends on what, what aspects we're talking about. Because there's some things like Cannon Busters where I'm like, I'll watch the whole dang thing. 
just to finish it because nothing really stands out as bad. But there's some things. Uh, gosh, what is one that came out recently? Hmm. I can't think of well, one now. But there's we... there's definitely there's some shows. You know what? Maybe not anime, but there's some shows that I've picked up where like I watched the first couple of episodes and I'm like, no, it's it's not just that it isn't hitting right or it might get better. It's that there are distinct low quality traits. Yeah. Like, oh, the dubbing isn't good or the animation doesn't look not that it looks bad, but it, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like they care that much or they made bad decisions. Mm. You, you know, and I would say that I think if you like started watching anime like a long time ago, you're kind of familiar with the idea that like animes tend to have a slow start. Like, right, like they're right. introducing characters and there's a lot of like kind of like hijinks and and then like sometimes like it literally takes 15 episodes, maybe even more, like almost mm-hmm. a full season before a show actually gets good. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. may watch. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even those slow start shows have like certain qualities about them. You can see from the first episodes where you're like, okay, this is going to be well-made. You know, you can see in the editing, you can see in the animation, in the voice acting. Like, you might not like a character immediately, but you can at least tell, usually, like, oh, is he going to be well-fleshed out, or is he just going to be, like, you know, a 2D joke? Mm. Like, it, I agree. that yeah, The slow starts are, are a huge deal, and that's one of the hardest things about getting people to watch anime, because <laughs> yeah, a lot of Americans don't want that. Yeah. So I don't watch the ton of anime but I, I would say the same thing exists in like brand new sitcoms i don't know if you ever like i tried to watch what was it <clears throat> family matters <laughs> a couple, oh, of, back couple of months ago and like the first season there's no urkel so it's like super rough but wait <laughs> i didn't know that yeah the first season urkel the, urkel comes in later and then he becomes a thing like it's, it's, yeah he becomes the show that's hilarious i didn't know that so it well, kind of reminds me of that, you know, like they're they were trying, I guess, find their footing, and then it became something. But you know, I think you're right on, uh, Kyle, when you say that. I think it's the same with American audiences when it comes to sitcoms. We're kind of used to the first season being like mediocre. Like rarely mm-hmm. is the first season like just a banger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like the characters are coming in, you kind of feel the vibe. I think a lot of it is the setting and the premise. If yeah. the set, setting and the premise are interesting and the characters are like not characters that you hate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the same with sitcoms and animes. Like you're like, okay, I'm willing to continue to see where yeah. this goes. You know, um, like look at look at the Castlevania anime. Mm-hmm. That whole first season, it was a short first season, first of all, but it was pretty much just exposition. Like they introduced most of the main characters. They introduced the villain and kind of the setting but nothing really happened mm. but people still loved it because it was really obvious just from those four or five episodes that it was going to be really well done and the second season came out and it was an absolute banger. absolute banger boy that thing and was good yeah they did a great job and so you can tell even when there's a slow start you can tell when something's going to go well so they mm-hmm. laid the groundwork pretty well then yeah, I think it was like more obvious. Sometimes slow shows are just slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with Castlevania, it was clear like it's slow because they're setting up for the next season. It was short, 
you know, they were like, all right, this is, this is our next goal. We're going to go kill Dracula. And then it ended and like, okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for this. It felt like a prequel. So now that you mentioned that you had me thinking about these, uh, these short series that Marvel's been putting out. Have you guys been watching those? No. Uh, well, I've, yes. I watched a little bit of what if I watched, I watched a little bit of them, but like, I'm on the fence about them in general. I watched Loki, which I loved. Um, I watched WandaVision, which I loved. I skipped, uh, what is it? Falcon. Oh, that one's Winter good. Soldier. Oh yeah, Falcon and Winter I, Soldier. Actually, I I heard I have heard it was really good. I only watched the other two because I love sci-fi and intrigue and mystery, mm. and I didn't see that coming. However, I probably will go back and watch Captain whatever. Um, <laughs> Captain whatever. <laughs> and I skipped I skipped what if because I'm not interested in. Well, I like anthologies, but. I'm not that interested in the Marvel universe, to be honest. And I'm like, I don't, none of this matters. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I heard it's super cool. I heard it's really well done. I'm fine with that. I'm just not going to use my time and watch it. So, quick question, Kyle. Did you do you see those sh- series as like to me when I think of Wanda? Because I've watched WandaVision. I've watched Loki. I've watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and there's one more, right? Uh, the Hawkeye, Hawkeye just started. Hawkeye. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna start watching that soon. Oh, so, yeah, so those to me are like, like, I guess they're short. Are they short? Like, they seem pretty long because the episodes are like normally 45 minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's a lot. It's not like a, like a, like Castlevania, which kind of felt like pretty short, like three episodes or, you know, like a part of a series. Like these feel like full experiences like like well they're full seasons sorry i'll let you finish yeah yeah so so did is that what you meant kyle or did you mean like something else like a shorter because you mentioned shorter things that marvel's doing so to me they all feel like season ones right yeah and Mm -hmm. then and then they end yeah they're only nine episodes long which you know i guess is fine because they're 45 minutes long but because it's only the one season and there's, you know, only a handful of episodes, a lot of them, I'd say more than half, maybe the first six episodes feel like just complete exposition dump. And there's hardly little actually happening. And then like the last three episodes, it, mm-hmm. feels, it feels like they're setting up something more more grand. Like they're resolving all the issues that they kind of alluded to while they were giving you the exposition. And now they're alluding up and now they're using the next episodes to kind of bring you to where I guess another show would have a season two, but it's like all of these different shows are kind of pointing well, towards the movies that are coming exactly. out. Exactly. And so to yeah, me, I, I, that's what I thought you meant was they're short because they're not going to continue. They're one-offs. Yeah. And so to me, because it's the shows one after another and the movies haven't come out yet, it's kind of like the same least favorite part i guess of a series (laughs) happening over and over again like watching the lackluster season one over and over again yeah there's new characters but it's like it's the same it has the same tonality to to them Hmm. i don't know if i would say that loki or wandavision were i mean i would definitely say wandavision was slow what loki wasn't very slow it definitely picked up like episode one i thought Maybe episode two 
WandaVision was slow, but once, I mean, I wouldn't say that it, uh, it felt finished to me. I don't know. I think it was just slow because of what it was, not because it's a one-off type show. I, I think I, I feel you though, Kyle. I never thought about it that way, but it's like, <laughs> like imagine if Dragon Ball Z movies, I know you haven't particularly watched Dragon Ball Z, uh, Steve, but uh, no, no, let's use something like, I don't know, Naruto movies or any anime movie. Like it kind of Bleach. to me, Bleach. Oh gosh, Bleach movies. <laughs> but like it's like Bleach movies that actually matter, right? So, like they they're like isolated in their world, and they're trying to elaborate on something that's important, and but they end up having stakes. And I think that's the biggest difference to me why I don't necessarily see them as one offs because they seem to be meaningful you know what i'm saying like they seem to have a purpose and a goal versus Mm -hmm. like other shows that i have seen that are like lion king one and a half or something right like like there's no (laughs) not that lion king had like lore or something but you know what i'm saying like that's just a spin-off you know yeah like these feel like they're actually important and marvel specifically has done a good job at purposely weaving these tales trying to lead to some greater point so they Mm -hmm. kind of feel important even if if you were to like separate them out of the marvel universe if you knew nothing about the marvel universe maybe they would just be like ah what is this you know yeah and and so yeah for what for what they're worth and what they're doing i i we enjoy them me and julie so yeah we're watching all of them and i agree that i think that they're all very good and you know where they leave off to me as a Marvel fan, the expectation is fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I appreciate, yeah, them these interwoven stories because we're not left with nothing. And then once we do see, you know, how they culminate, it'll make a whole lot of sense having these like in-depth looks, in-depth looks at the characters. So, like, I get it, but it's just like mm-hmm. the experience of going through the quote-unquote season one for each yeah. of these tiny bits or these these tiny tinier experiences they all have that same i guess velocity where they have the first episode you're introduced to something and it kind of ramps up like going through that over and over again is getting kind of tiresome interesting well let me let me hit you with this the alternative is what they did in the past which was put out a bunch of movies Mm -hmm. and there you have every single movie has to have the exposition mm-hmm. and the rising action and the finale like and they all have to be self-contained yeah and they all have i would say passing relevance to the next movie like you know how sequels are usually except for these part two movies that happen like the sequel will have a different plot with a different villain uh so it's cool that they're doing a show instead of what feels like three or four movies they're doing a show mm-hmm. that you only have to sit through that once. You know, you know, it's interesting that you say that, Kyle, because I actually was thinking about this the other day. And, and you just like re- reminded me of this thought that when I was thinking about those Marvel shows, the only show that I would have probably watched, say I knew nothing about the Marvel Universe in general. And the only mm-hmm. show that I would have watched and legitimately said, like, I really enjoyed this and I look forward to the next thing was Loki. Because mm-hmm. in in you know uh this is not a spoiler but like loki is clearly there's a season two coming like they they set it up 
for a season yeah. two and even just i think they even said it directly that there's a season two um well the way that it ends at least so like it feels like loki's one of those shows that's building yeah while the other shows were just actively shooting toward their ending like like mm, oh yeah. this is this is all we wanted to say about this but loki feels like it has something greater and i like loki even outside of the marvel universe because of the sci-fi setup and the the mm-hmm. the cool like like impl- implications of what they were trying to do and you know the stakes and new characters but they were interesting and it just felt mm-hmm. like a whole new world like a whole new thing you know yeah yeah it felt standalone and i think that's one of the things about like especially WandaVision being the first of its kind was already kind of like all eyes on me type of thing for that mm-hmm. show and so the expectations were super high but then i guess to couple that on the way that they did handle it to where like towards the end they started to give i would call it the fan service type of thing you know where yeah but, <laughs> yeah yeah like it was in in as far as cinematography is concerned you know swapping over from hey you know we're the viewer watching a show to being like oh now this is in the marvel universe because mm-hmm. the the perspective changed and you know the quality's better and there's in credit scenes you know like all that stuff was cool but it was like i don't know it i think i would have preferred if they handled that one in the same way they're handling locally where it's just like this is something completely separate even though it's connected mm-hmm. and so like you're not trying, I guess, like I wasn't holding back my investment. I mean, I'm just watching a show. So, you know, it hardly matters <laughs> at the end of the day. But it's just like, I felt like I could invest more into Loki because they were doing something that didn't, like you said, just lead to what they wanted to say. Because they obviously had something they wanted to say at the end of WandaVision, you know, that it, whether, you know, on people on both sides of it, whether or not it was worth it to go through all the initial stuff to get to that ending. I'm not going to say what the ending was. Was just like, I guess back to the movie example. It is something that it could have said sooner, I guess, rather than watching nine hours of a TV show, watching a two and a half hour movie might have been better. <laughs> like, you yeah, know. yeah, and they would have cut out a lot of the character development of characters that maybe are not as interesting. They would have been very focused and like, hey, yeah. this is what we're trying to do. You know, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen uh, Jessica Jones on Netflix? One of the like, I, no, I skipped it because I had heard <laughs> well. I wasn't really interested in the greater, uh, you know, the greater universe of adventures they were building up there. Um, and I also heard that Jessica Jones was like kind of traumatic or explicit or something. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. But I've also heard it was really good. So Jessica Jones is almost an exact parallel to WandaVision, where like almost every person I've talked to who's like not a huge, huge Marvel fan, but like somebody who's like, oh, I'm down for it. I've asked them, hey, have you watched WandaVision? And they go, yeah, I got, I watched like the first episode and like maybe the second one. And I was like, ah, you know, and same thing when Jessica Jones came out, people would say, I watched the first three, four Mm -hmm. episodes. And, and I think it's because like those shows kind of, uh, like you're saying, like they don't get started for a while and then you don't feel like it's going anywhere. Like WandaVision feels very, uh, artistic. Because they're, and I love that. And, and it's cool. Like, if you're down for an ex- artistic experience, but if you're looking for, like, a, an engaging narrative, I yeah. think yeah. it misses it really the spot versus, like, a Loki or even a, a Winter Soldier in 
I agree know. with that. Yeah. Black, a lot of my Falcon. friends were complaining about WandaVision and I was like, just sit tight and watch it, you know? Like I I definitely know people that can't you know, they need to have something immediately, like every episode. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's a slow build, it's gonna be great. And that's a that's a good point too, is like because they were sending them out week by week and not giving people anything to latch on to. I think that's, you know, what played into people having that experience, like you said. Like, you have to, like, if you have to coerce and convince people to watch it because it gets better, to me, I, I know there are shows that genuinely do get better, but to me, I don't think it's ever a, a good thing for that to be how your show is running. Like, yeah. Well, I guess I don't like the, the idea, oh, it gets better. I wouldn't say that WandaVision got better. It was good. It was all good. It just got, it was slow. Like, that doesn't mean it's bad. I, I think it just didn't right? meet expectations of what people were sure. used to in the Mar- Marvel Universe. Like, you know, that's, yeah. they're used that's to the movies, thing, yeah. right? Which are like super start and go. Like, it's an hour and a half experience versus like eight or nine episodes, which could meander as it wants to, you know? So. And yeah. to be honest, I thought WandaVision got worse because <laughs> you know, it, 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 it did get more... What was the term you used, Kyle? It was like uh, fan servicey. Mm-hmm. It became. It went from like mystery, mm-hmm. you know, like psychological thriller kind of thing. Like, what's going on? What's happening? And it just turned into superhero antics. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Do I, I, I care feel about that. this anymore? I think. No. The, I think the problem with WandaVision, it was just super. Like, it didn't feel like it was going anywhere. Like, I, I like the mis- the mystery and like what's happening, but it kind of felt like, oh. We're going to watch nine episodes of different types of sitcom parodies and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. Um, I can see that. Like, it felt like they were just stretching their. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, scratching their favorite. What is it? Uh, popping their knuckles. Like, yeah, let's try this. And it's a, funny. a good bit of the, the beginning stuff when they were doing the switching. It was non consequential. Like, they could have mm-hmm. done that so much, I guess. Quicker. Quicker. Yeah. And, it, and I think it's funny that you were saying earlier, Kyle, that like you were watching home and uh, not home improvement, uh, family matters and that it was slow and like, the, you know, didn't really get going to season two or whenever Steve Urkel. And it's mm-hmm. funny that like WandaVision was parody parodying those type of shows and kind of was slow until, yeah. you know, so if it, that's what they set out to do. I think, yeah, they did that well, but <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily helped their cause as far as viewership. No, I think they intended for it to be a slower experience, and they hoped, maybe erroneously, that people would be cool with that. And, yeah. and I, I mean, some people definitely were. I think it went really well overall, but I definitely know some people who were not into it. I think 100%, if it wasn't a Marvel-based show, it probably would not be as popular. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it would have been just Big as exposure. good and, like, revered, like, oh, this is such a high-quality show. But, like, mm-hmm. the percentage of people who actually would watch it would be, like, so much lower. Like, oh, this is an artistic, yeah. you know, movie. I'll tell you, my motive, yeah. my motive to watch all these shows is because I know people who tried to watch the Avengers without watching all the previous Marvel stuff. Mm. And they weren't, like, you could still enjoy those movies, but they were so lost, you know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of watching these videos, like, drudging through the parts about <laughs> the parts about these shows that I don't like, just so I'm not lost later. That's fair. That's so you're fair. just watching it to be included for FOMO, basically. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's it's I mean, it's almost like when I went and saw Harry Potter 
part to whatever the last one was and i had not watched any of the other harry potters like what yes like no i watched the first (laughs) one i watched the first one and i think maybe the second one kind of sort of but i wasn't no that's not a that still by what stands what are you thinking well well, (laughs) well, this is the thing it's a whole movie series (laughs) well that's the thing like to me a movie is a movie and i will enjoy irrelevant of where i watch it like if i watch uh you know, uh, let's say 007, you know, a Bond movie. Like, I know that there's a whole bunch of them before, but I always have seen movies as a standalone experience. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I think... But not all uh, movies are like that. Well, well, here, here's the thing. Like, I think it wasn't until Lord of the Rings where, like, movies were having really direct sequels. Like, you, like, literally starting yeah. directly after a movie ends. Like, uh. if a movie had a part two, like, Matrix might be the predecessor to that right like sure, like there's sure. very few movies where they had a part two or even in the same series that were literally like direct sequels like if you watched oceans 12 right like you could still watch ocean 12 and enjoy it without seeing oceans 11 because fundamentally it's the same movie with some like antics like oh uh-huh, remember in oceans 11 yeah. when george clooney did this you know <laughs> like and it's kind of like over your head but you still enjoy the movie you know what i'm saying yeah. Well, I mean, even so, I think Harry Potter is mostly like that. Like, you don't need to watch every Harry Potter movie, but the fact that you start you started on part two, <laughs> like it says part two, man, watch part one first. Well, well, <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like to me, my movie experience has never been that it matters. Like it's just oh, like okay. what they do in the beginning of part one is part two is explain to you what happened in part two one. You know what I'm saying? Like they give you like a quick synopsis. You know, it's like I don't know, man. I think know? if it has part two in the name, that's where that's where for me that would be the dead giveaway. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I can't blame you for watching the fourth movie before the third one. Like, sure, but well, well, let me just tell you this: I've seen other movies within it, and honestly, all of them are incomprehensible to me. Like, I literally have like I I remember seeing them go to some underground magic court or something, and there was a weird lady who looked kind of like pale and she seemed to be evil. Like, I just remember seeing all these things and I never saw them in order and being like, bro, I don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, it's, that might just be your experience. Cause I don't think they, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like most of them are pretty self. I, I, I will tell you this as a person who's never read, read a Harry Potter book, who's not interested in the Harry Potter universe. They are not self-contained. Like you, fundamentally if you don't watch the movie before them you have no idea who these characters are because nobody goes hey ron who's the best friend of this person you know like movies like to do that like they try to like reintroduce you to people but like these uh, these kind so of you're, okay yeah. there's no exposition for the character yeah and harry uh not harry potter lord of the rings does a similar thing like if you start in lord of rings two towers or something you're gonna be like bro what <laughs> well lord of the rings is i would say definitely like that because lord of the rings it's one story split into three movies. Like there's, there's not really a, a, a finale in, in the fellowship of the ring. Like it, it's just, okay, the journey continues to the next movie. Whereas Harry Potter mostly finishes every year. And then you go home for Christmas or for, for summer vacation and you come back the next year. It's the, it's the next movie. Like <sighs> maybe, maybe, maybe the characters and the setting would be incomprehensible, but I feel like the plot should have been. It, it is not. It is super. Like, I'm telling you, as a person who has no clue what's going on, like, it's super confusing. I just noticed a whole bunch of magic and, like, Harry's parents died or something, or no, he's an orphan. And then, like, 
I know, like, it's not clear to me that there's an underlying, like, direction in every movie. It just seems like Harry Potter is doing stuff, that, but, like, not realizing that, oh, he's doing it because something that happened in the last movie when he talked to this person and they said, oh, this weird Horcrux thing. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff. I don't know Harry Potter. So don't, <laughs> uh, don't well, yeah. By the time you talk about Horcruxes, it's, it's more connected but but the, the first five movies i would say are pretty like episodic almost yeah I, I would say you know not nothing against harry potter but i definitely feel like movies the marvel universe you know like particularly being one of them is like like you were saying kyle like if you miss out on it like you're gonna be super confused if you jump into avengers you know what i'm saying like, oh yeah from, from the sure. jump yeah. you know because of all the backstories and stuff like that. But I'll say this. I think that's mostly because I think it's only because of what Brad was just talking about, which is exposition of the characters and maybe some of the setting. Uh, No, actually (laughs) there's definitely some plot points that follow through starting in like civil war. Things really get heavy. Mm, Yeah. But before that, it doesn't matter as much. Well, you know, something I was going to say to something you guys said a little bit earlier about like just media in general, like, is that like the difference between a show that I think is good and is easy to like keep you going is that like, uh, for example, let's use WandaVision. Like if, not- if you watch the first <laughs> episode or two, would you have any clear understanding of where the show might be going? Right. Like it just seems like stuff is happening. But sh- yeah, but shows but it's, it's incomprehensible. Yeah, but shows that are like good in the first episode or two, you kind of have an idea of the trajectory. Like even if it's not good, like the first season's not that great, you're like, "Ooh, I wonder how this yeah. goes," you know? Um Yeah, they were definitely digging into the mystery. Almost a little bit too heavy-handed because there was there was really, there was just nothing to to glean. It's just like what what is going on? Why should I be watching this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? I don't know if I don't know if I would say that's what makes a show good or not. It's definitely an attribute of some shows. Well, maybe I don't think maybe what I meant to say bad. is it makes a show like people stick around. Might be a better way to say. Oh, it. Oh, oh. might be a better way. Okay. To say well, then yeah, yeah, I could definitely because I feel like Jessica Jones was similar. Like it just was like meandering, but you were like, mm-hmm. okay, Jessica, you kind of have a drinking problem. And you seem to be strong. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't know where this is going, though, you know, versus Nice Sidonia, which tells you how great it is from the beginning and just never stops. You better know. You know and it, I, here's the difference between it, Jessica Jones and Nice of Sidonia, though, right? Jessica Jones, in a lot of ways, is a character study. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, the stakes aren't that high in a cosmic sense. It's really about jessica and what she deals with really right i don't know yeah, I no, seen no, you're, it, but... you're, you're right on you're right on and that's why they spend so much time with jessica meandering whereas knights of sidonia there are no good characters <laughs> and really you don't care about any of them so <laughs> it just needs to tell you what's happening immediately because that's the only thing that's vaguely interesting mm-hmm. but maybe it's because the reason knights of sidonia does well and why most people actually watch it is because the premise right the the characters don't matter but the premise is interesting right it has a strong premise yeah yeah, yeah. like have y'all like kyle i guess like is there a show you could think of that you're like you've watched all the way through 
that was kind of not good, but you really were interested in the premise and where it might go. Like if you can Ooh, think of any. That's a tough question. Let me let me think for a minute. Yeah, so huh. so for me, I can straight out like anime is the best place to go. Is uh definitely Sword Art Online. Like for me <laughs> like that's when I think of like one I, I think I said this in our anime episode, one of the best shows that like just destroyed itself. Like yeah. had the coolest <laughs> premise. Like where could they take this? Um yeah. it's it's it destroyed my heart because I, yeah. I I want them to do the full metal alchemist thing where they just go like, So remember that show? Don't worry about that. We are gonna do it again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're not gonna do that because that's how that's how the manga is too, right? There's no uh, there's no better just, version of this. Uh, rewrite it, son. Just yeah. Just do it all. And sort of online. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but to me, it did. It had a lot of those high quality indicators the first couple episodes. Absolutely. Like there were some plot holes and some things that were questionable, but I was willing to look past them, and then. It kind of, I think for me, it lost what, what, what made it bad was when everything stopped mattering, when their fake daughter was wait, killed. Wait, 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 don't, don't spoil it just in case. I'm, not, I'm happy to spoil this it. Like spoils. I said, but don't, but don't, I'll tell you not to. Just say that, <laughs> don't do that just in case somebody Whatever, cares. yeah, it doesn't matter. The point is, it doesn't the matter point is nothing in the show matters. <laughs> they make you think things matter and then nothing matters. I, I think that's it, stakes. If the stakes, like, stakes. like you know when you watch a sh- well, show and it has high, like, there's a character who has, like, plot armor? Like, you know for sure there's absolutely no way that they'll ever die, get injured, because yeah, so they're Goku. Just, <laughs> at least Goku died. Goku got heart disease and straight up died, died. You Man, know what I'm saying? But it didn't matter. It didn't count. You can still visit his family on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but as far as like the states to the day to day, Goku was missing like during the Buu saga. Like it was. That's fair. You know. Yeah, that's fair. You know, sort of online is worse than that. <laughs> much, much worse. Much worse. Um, and it's worse because they set it up like they they pound it into your head. The stakes. Like, yes. Anybody could die. You mm-hmm. know, and then who knows? And <laughs> then who knows? <laughs> um. Uh, and then after that, it got even worse because they they it just keeps dragging out essentially the same story, and the character never grows or changes, and there's tentacle rape. Like it just oh no, it's just nothing good. Oh yeah, not actual tentacle yeah, rape. But it's, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, there's some uh, yeah. some sus things. Some sus as, sus as, imagery. As oh my gosh, as the kids would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't watch Sword Art. Just don't waste your time. I. I, I <laughs> Another, I don't know if Kyle, have you thought of anything yet? So, can you repeat the question? I think I have an answer, but I want you to repeat the question. So, yeah, just, I can make just sure a show with a really strong premise that didn't deliver, you know, like something that was like, oh, this is really cool, but it didn't, didn't deliver. Uh, so back in the day, I can't remember the name of the show, um, man, but it was about this guy who found a giant robot, okay. And it had flames painted on it, and he would drive oh, it like a car. The the redneck guy with the blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, on Cartoon Network. He, yeah. he oh, looked like uh, Guy yeah. Fieri. Yeah, on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guy Fieri in a, in a transformer. And it was like rock. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of rock based. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're going to Flavortown. <laughs> Dude, what was that show called? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have about. no idea. It doesn't matter what it was called. I'm going to have to look it up. It but doesn't anyway. matter what your name is. <laughs> so I was big into, like, Transformers and stuff. And so the premise of this yeah. guy finding, like, a random Transformer and getting into all these battles and stuff, I thought that was really cool. Like, that hooked me visually. But... But from what I remember, there's nothing like I can't remember the show's name. So right, if that yeah. if that tells you, you know. So I don't remember there being any storyline, anything that ever happened in that show that ever stuck with me. Yeah, I, I remember that show, and I remember like Megas XLR, Megas XLR. There it is. That's yeah, the name wow. of the show. what a bad name. No wonder. You yeah, it was horrible. terrible. It was horrible. Yeah, everything except the premise was was awful. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like that was me and Zatch Bell. Mm. I I really like the premise of Zatch Bell, but like the delivery was kind of like not great. Like it had a cool like oh like you're fighting to see who's gonna be king in this other realm, and if they die here, it's like meaningful and da da da. And then it's like, but it's Zatch Bell. <laughs> I feel like every time you say the word Zatch Bell, I feel like to like wash out my ears with soap. <laughs> Like, something about that title is just very unpleasant. Yeah, it's just it's like Megas XLR. It's just not. It's not good. good. Yeah. It's not good. Zatch Bell. You know, there is a show that I think I forget about it every once in a while, but I think it's one of the best shows that nobody ever expected to go. Mm, big O, huh? <laughs> the tomatoes. Um, <laughs> if you watch Big O, you know the tomatoes was just the creepiest, like that old man. Anyway, um, it was um, gosh, now you Beast Wars. Oh, Beast, Beast Wars. Wars, the Transformers knockoff. Yeah, Transformers Beast Wars. It's the Dude, best. I remember show loving that show. Ever. It was so good. It it was so intense, dude. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> was. It was an adult show. Like I, I felt like I was watching a show that I shouldn't have been watching as a kid. I'm pretty sure Rat Trap would curse. <laughs> you mean Junk Rat? Was it Junk Rat? I, I could have sworn it was Rat no. Trap. <laughs> junk Rat. <No. laughs> Isn't that the guy's name from? Uh, oh, from Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he does too. I was watching Arcane. And one of the kids from Arcane looks like Junkrat. We called him Junk. Oh, that that's rough. We were just dogging <laughs> on him the whole time. Man, that man has fists. Yeah, Be- Beast Wars <laughs> was super intense. There was this whole storyline about this character who was evil, and then his redemption, and all the stuff that happened with him, and like they, like Power they literally went somewhere with it. Like it was. Honestly, I want to go back and watch Beast Wars. It probably has aged terribly because it was oh, one of those. Oh, the CGI was. <laughs> yeah, the CGI was really rough. Everything I was so I had smooth. At least one like transforming toy from Beast Wars. I think it was the rat. I oh, had okay. the cheetah. Yeah, I had. I had one of them. I can't remember which one. Didn't yeah. they, was it a gorilla? Didn't they still call the gorilla like all the all of the animals had like animalistic transformation names? Mm-hmm. But wasn't the gorilla still called Optimus Prime? Well, you can't, you gotta have Optimus. I can't. I cannot remember. I just remember it just being great. Like, and it was, it was just secretly great. great. Like, wow. It's probably so bad, dude. We probably remember it, and it's just. Dude, it was great for being I'm bad. I'm telling you, it was great. Maybe for the time, you might be right. <laughs> you know what show I think was great for the time, but if I watched now, I would just, I would probably just die of an embarrassment. Mm. 
Reboot. Oh, no, gosh. no, no. I went back and watched Reboot like five years ago. That show it is still up? solid, son. That show Come is still, still solid. solid. Like, the game is terrible. I think I only watched it in Spanish when I was in <laughs> There's so many Enzo. cartoons I only... I watched Sailor Moon in Spanish, dude. My life was Enzo, weird. por qué? <laughs> no no i was i was actually gonna bring up that uh that um reboots as actually aged well and the story's still good like okay it's not, that's that's good to know yeah like even i mean visually it's aged gross, well like gross whatever technique they used kind of it's kind of like wind waker where like wind waker still feel looks good because oh. it's like they stylized it instead of trying too hard to be you know do y'all, <laughs> y'all remember beast wars did y'all remember code lyoko oh yeah yes, i've actually i've actually watched code lyoko i watched i think 10 or 15 episodes this year that's a great really? show <laughs> yeah it's really bad yeah I, I was gonna say that's one of those shows that like <laughs> is secretly just so terrible but you know what? i love it <laughs> that's my answer to your question that's the that's the show that had a cool premise oh yeah and it's just really does not deliver uh, and then the characters like, all look I'm, terrible. I'm, like they all. Look yeah, old. the characters look terrible. Their heads are I, triangles. <laughs> Brad, I'm sorry. I, not sorry, uh, Kyle. I'm sorry. I don't know why you keep saying you love it. When was the last time you watched this? Uh, a couple of years ago. No, I I know how bad it is, but I still love it. Okay. okay. He, he, he his favorite know. anime is yeah. like Yu-Gi-Oh, son. Right. Like, <laughs> I know that's true. I have no. Jeremy have and Ailita, man. They're oh in there. Gosh. They're in my heart. Jeremy and Ailita. Let me let me tell you, Code Lyoko is one of those shows that, like, if you missed a few episodes, oh, you would be so confused. Like, yeah. it hardly I, mattered. I, I, it's one of those shows that, like, I never really, really got into because, uh, because of how my bank account was set up. No, because of yeah. <laughs> because of how my school system was, and I wouldn't always make it home at the same time. I always miss Code Lyoko because it came on a little bit earlier than the other shows, and. I just was super confused. So, I, I it was what was the premise? Like they were digital, like so the premise is a little bit, a little bit contrived. <laughs> uh, it's these kids at school at some fancy boarding school in Tokyo, or Bro. I think it's Tokyo, but it might be Paris. I don't remember. Uh, either one, uh, some big city. They're at a boarding school, and before the show starts, they found this insane quantum computer. Like in the bo- like in the basement level of some abandoned factory, and inside the quantum computer, they found a whole world that's being simulated, and in the world, they found a friend, oh, I guess yeah. Ailita, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they also found the virus Xanax, Xanax, something like that, yeah, not Xanax, oh, <laughs> Xan something, and so the the virus basically i guess they woke it up or something they i haven't watched enough episodes to know exactly what happened but from that point on xanus was always trying to break into our world and essentially take over the world and they have to they have to go into the into lyoko and find the towers that xanus is using to access our world i guess the the ports and shut them down yeah and only Aelita can shut them down. So they had to basically escort her through these enemies to the tower. And she shuts it down. And then in the real world, Jeremy invokes this insane ability that this computer can recreate the entire universe. Like basically go back in time. So nothing ever happened and only they remember what happened. 
What? So oh yeah, like, I forgot about keep, that. Oh yeah, you do like a, a fade so, to white. So yeah, they would. I don't remember. They any would. Of this. Yeah. So she would she would put in code Leo, you know, code Lyoko, and the tower would shut. And they had they had this animation they play every single time. The tower shuts down. Everything goes dark, and then this white like wave comes out, mm-hmm. and the wave expands from the factory and envelops the school and envelops the city, and everything goes back to the way it was and, that morning. And it cuts to them laughing. It cuts to them laughing, and there was some moments. There's one episode where they're basically bullying the the plastic mean girl character. Uh, and then the second time around, they don't bully her as hard. I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. they, they had like no remorse. They, they didn't make it bad. Like the show was basically, yeah, these kids are jerks to this poor girl who just wants to be liked and is like nine years old mm. and doesn't know how to act any different. Anyway, uh, I never, I don't understand yet why there are stakes because it feels like if anyone dies, they would just be reborn with the reconstruction of the world. But like every time something happens in the real world, they're like, we got to fix it before these people die in a train train accident. And it's like, did they stay dead? It hasn't been explained. Well, well I guess is it that if they don't succeed and get to that tower, the, the ramifications of their actions stays, well, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like it doesn't feel like there's a time limit for them to succeed. It feels like they should be able to do things at their own pace. But oftentimes, their, their journey to the tower, they're rushing. Oh, yeah. And they're Constantly in danger running. because they're rushing. Maybe there is a time constraint that we're unaware of. I don't know. That show was weird. Yeah, Those voice so actors weird. did a bunch of huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah, the voice acting was whatever. The The script was weird. It felt like... Yeah, it felt like the script was pretty, pretty weird. Did, weren't they but trying to get Aelita out of the computer? Didn't they, I yeah, think they did that. it at this, some point. The secondary plot is that Jeremy's trying to find a way to, to manifest her because... When they go into the computer, I think their bodies disappear. Mm-hmm. And when they come out, it regenerates their bodies. And I think that he was trying to figure out a way to generate her a body and make her human. Because he, like, loved her or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she was his uh, cyber crush. Yeah, man. I... This man was literally Kip from Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> chatting with hot babes online. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, those shows him. back then were like... I, I really would love us to do a deep dive on Reboot because Reboot <laughs> had... Like, I, 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 pathos. Like, <laughs> like I, Kyle, have you you've watched Reboot before? I didn't watch Reboot that much, but I did watch like the the PBS knockoff version. With there's a PBS knockoff. Yeah, it was it was these kids that would c- cyber chase. I think restart. It was <laughs> <laughs> cyber no, power cycle. Power cycle. <laughs> Cyber chase, and uh, they would Partition. track down the hacker. But it was more about learning. But yeah, okay. yeah, like reboot. Like I would, I, I don't want to even talk too much about it because I think there's some really cool moments in the show that you wouldn't expect if you've never seen it. Um, mm. For a long time, it was on Hulu. I don't know if it's there anymore. Uh, but that's where I rewatched it. Um, but like, there's a point where so basically the premise, and I'm just I, I can't believe I'm ending this episode giving the premise of reboot. But <laughs> there's no better way to end it. The premise of reboot is they all like it was this people who lived inside of a computer, basically, mm-hmm. and there's like these viruses, and there's Bob, and Bob is basically like Bob. I guess the Norton software, I guess the like, antivirus. He's like a guardian. Yeah, he's like the antivirus. And he basically is like super powered and he's always helping the main character, Enzo and Dot, I think her name was, um, 
who are was Dot a dog or a little kid or something? The woman, the woman. I think her name was Dot uh, or something. I don't like remember that. any of the characters. But anyway, uh, so he'd always show up. But the thing is, what the premise was that every episode, uh, a game would come down, and from the user, from the right? user, right? And if the user, I don't know, I gotta go back and rewatch it because it was super deep. If the user wins, like that space where the game came down, like it came down as like this giant like rick. It's like a giant cube yeah. that just sucks up the city. That right? space turns into a game. That whole area, all the residents, everybody who lives there, and if they get they lose the game, everybody dies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the stakes yeah. are really really high. And as the show goes further on, like it's a kids show, you start to see the stakes play out. Because there's some moments where you see the ramifications of people's actions, depending on how the games go. And then there's these viruses, um, hexadecimal and I can't remember. Megabyte. Megabyte who are like, mm-hmm. hexadecimal is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Super insane. I remember Megabyte. She's like she's like the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. And her face has changed, yeah. which is super cool. Like with her emotions. Yeah. Like, super cool how they did so that. So did mine. <laughs> yes. Um, and... Um, <laughs> But, like, it's a really, like, seemingly, like, simple plot. But once it gets to, like, season two or three, it gets super serious. And I, I, I'll just leave it at that. We should do, like, a a, a reboot we deep dive. It. Like, yeah. Like, it, it has a lot to talk about, um, especially where it goes. And Beast Wars. So I got to write all these down. I got here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got Sunshine. I got Europa Report. I got <laughs> your report was a real short episode. It trash. Thank you everybody for watching. Trash. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, like it's it's worth it's worth a watch. Um, I'm gonna see if I can. I will say, it. I will say this. I think that we could talk more about what the topic of this episode was supposed to be. <laughs> Maybe we just pick up again some other time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, TV versus YouTube versus. There's so much to say about mediums and like. Yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about like youtube in general like the whole landscape of youtube where it's been and what it's become and all that wow, what a deep conversation yeah, Ooh. yeah. You know, um so yeah so um first of all thank you guys you know thank you kyle thank you steve uh i love where the conversation went i'm so happy we <laughs> talked about uh code lyoko because i completely forgot i like as we were talking i was like y'all remember code lyoko like more like was that a fever dream <laughs> we gotta rewatch that one too then yeah we gotta watch all three of those i'm already halfway through the first those, season i those, hope those 3d animation shows um but yeah so uh you know thank you steve thank you kyle as always for your your thoughts and opinions i love the conversation um and thank you of course super agile bros nation for tuning in once again we always love to hear you guys voice please leave a comment a like subscribe all that jazz on all of our different channels of course we're on spotify youtube soundcloud everywhere so um thank you guys um and thank you for listening we appreciate you guys and until next time peace